0: everybody this is afg local 3369 and welcome to episode number nine of our podcast and my name is edwin osoria i am your host for today i also have our our uh, co-host we have todd Grauer, we have nicole morio and we have jarenja Dial. and today we have a special guest and her name is jennifer kirkham jennifer how are you today
1: hey good edwin thanks for having me
0: Beautiful. Tell us a little bit about yourself, just for those people who believe it or not, there may be a few people who've never heard of you. So, for those <laughs>
1: people. yes, yes. Well, I'm happy to be here. My name is Jennifer Kirkham. I am our Council 220 treasurer. I've been that for about almost three years now. And I am also um, a claims TE in Indianapolis, Indiana. I work in the downtown Indianapolis office, been there for about 23 years. Um, my position also with my local in indiana is secretary treasurer and i've been doing that for about 12 years so i've been around a while
0: and you know a lot about money i presume
1: uh being a treasurer yes (laughs) i I do get a lot of questions about handling union finances and things like that
0: well you know people often say that the president is the most important person of a local but i beg to differ i think it's the treasurer because everything begins (laughs) with the money and you can't do anything without it
1: (laughs) i I can agree i can agree
0: So I want to ask you a question, but now the topic today is PACs. And the interesting thing about Social Security, especially, and and perhaps other federal agencies, is that we seem to be an agency that's built on acronyms. And I must confess myself that having to deal with all these acronyms, after a while, you don't even know what they mean. It's (laughs) amazing. But in this particular instance, we're talking about PACs. So I guess the simplest question to ask you is, what is PAX? And most of us probably know that it comprises of uh, some elements. So uh, maybe you can tell us not only what PACS is, but tell us a little bit about the elements.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, PAX actually stands, that, that acronym stands for Performance Assessment and Communication System. And as you said, uh, most people know what it is. It's our annual performance appraisal program that we have. And there are four different rating categories within this program. The first one is interpersonal skills. The second one is participation. Third is demonstrates job knowledge. And fourth is achieves business results. Those are for the bargaining unit. Surprisingly, the management have two extra ones in their performance appraisals, but we won't get into that.
0: That is interesting though. Hmm. Yeah. And- With those um, elements that you mentioned, are there some that are more important than others?
1: Um, That's a good question. I mean, I think if you've been through the PAC system, you may feel like there's one that's more important than another, especially if you get criticized in one of those four areas. But actually, each element is separate from each other, and each element, I feel, is of similar importance. Because if you become rated unsuccessful in just one of those areas, it could be the reason that the agency tries to terminate you. So in my opinion, that makes them all equally important. I see, I see. And may I ask, are PACS evaluations subjective? And if so, what can an employee do to make their evaluations more objective and fair? Wow, so yes, I feel like there is an element of subjectivity because when supervisors are rating people, they put in their own feelings, their own personal beliefs. One supervisor or manager may feel like you have great interpersonal skills, but the other one doesn't really like your sense of humor, maybe, with claimants and coworkers, so they may feel completely different. So the agency tries to tell us that these PACS performance appraisals are an objective measure of your work. But as we all know, each office, each unit, even each person in each unit has different responsibilities and different workloads. So I've had people come to me saying they feel like they're being judged unfairly on their ratings. And what I tell people is um, PAX is really supposed to be a – compare, not a comparison of others, but a measure of your own work, a review from the beginning of the fiscal year to the end of the fiscal year because we do these annually. And it's supposed to be a review of a sustained performance. So to make it more objective than subjective, I – like to tell people that you need to have a back and forth with your supervisor and hopefully throughout the year. Going back and forth, telling your supervisor when you're doing things that are well, asking questions about if you're doing things well, can really help you in getting that objective pack score at the end of the year. Keeping a dialogue open with your supervisor and also submitting a self-assessment at the end of the year really helps that objectivity.
0: Now, you mentioned something about Sustained work, and and, yes. that's, and, and um, now, when you say sustained, do you necessarily mean for the year or just cont- continuity? And the reason why I ask that, and I don't know if anyone else on, on this podcast has ever encountered this, but I've often had employees tell me that their supervisor has told them that at the beginning of the next fiscal year, you start all over again, and. And, and and essentially, what they're saying is you're starting from the beginning, and you have to develop, you have to earn it again. And I don't understand if you're sustaining something from a previous year, you simply should be maintaining it. Why do you start from the beginning? Have you heard anything like that? Actually,
1: yes, I've heard that very similar thing because the agency put in their tax um, information that they send out to the employees that it is a start all over type of thing. It goes from year to year. And I have seen that there have been employees who maybe didn't do very well, maybe felt like they were getting only threes or maybe even a one in a category. And the next year they were able to increase their ratings. Um, So I think there is an element of it is year to year. But when I said sustained, what I mean is consistency throughout the whole year. For example, one of the categories is interpersonal skills. And if you are a very calm patient person throughout your entire life that's your personality you are always helpful and outgoing but one day you have just you're exhausted and you have an outburst with your supervisor or a co-worker or even a claimant that one outburst can't be something that the supervisor t- puts you down in a category of pack saying well you weren't that great because look at what you did this one time they're really supposed to review you over a consistent, sustained period over the whole year, and even if you got that one incident, they should still give you a high rating if you if you deserve it.
0: Well, that's a great example, and I tell you, that claim that 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 claim specialist or whatever the position is, if they only had one bad day in Social Security, I want to meet that person. <laughs>
1: yes, I I would totally agree with you. I'd like that too.
0: And Jennifer, I got to ask you a question. In yeah. terms of thinking. What really is the, uh, the value in doing a self-assessment and what's the harm in not doing one?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I mentioned self-assessment is a good way to keep objectivity in your PACs. Um, a self-assessment is the best way to remind your supervisor of what you've done throughout that year to show how you went above and beyond in each one of the elements and, and, and excelled. You're the only person who really knows all the work that you did. And you're also the best person to argue how great you did that work. So when I get to the end of the year, I like to write a self-assessment with bullet points that show how I'm meeting those level five outstanding categories that they give you at the beginning of the year. Everyone should have an initial PACS discussion where based on your position description, you get some examples of level fives in each of the four elements and so i like to do a self assessment that just really shows over the whole year some things that i did in those five categories and it's got a lot of value because your supervisor's not going to remember everything you did i mean how many people are in your office or in your unit specifically that they supervise so it really shows them maybe things they didn't know about or things that they forgot about and your question about harm i repeat that again i i apologize
0: well, what I was saying is, is there any harm in not doing a self-assessment?
1: Gotcha. Okay. So um, what I've seen with people who don't approve of what ratings they got in their packs is that they can talk back and forth with their supervisor, do that dialogue, and try to get it raised. But sometimes they have to end up filing a grievance or an EEO, depending on the situation. And the harm in not doing a self-assessment is that it's very difficult sometimes to get that score raised, even if you go through the arbitration process or the EEO process. If you haven't got something in writing to show what you have done to deserve those high scores, then sometimes it's difficult to get that, those ratings raised.
0: Now, I know from experience that the agency sends out reminders sometime in September to inform employees that they they can if they like fill out a self assessment form now when should they start writing it because i have to confess myself if i'm if i'm st- if i'm only thinking about it in september which is the last month of the fiscal year i don't even know if i remember what i did in august never mind <laughs> previous october november so on and so forth
1: yes I totally agree. That is very difficult to think back over what happened last year. I'm like, especially with COVID, was it last year or the year before that I did that special workload? Yeah, I agree. So what I suggest, there's lots of different ways to do it, but one way that I've recommended to people is to email yourself when you, something happens, put it in a special folder to remind you so that when you get ready to write your self-assessment, you have some things you can look back on and remember. Um, I also sometimes email maybe once a month or something my supervisor and also help them remember throughout the year, like I maybe do some praise of my other coworkers and say how great I saw them treat a claimant or thank you so much for taking on this workload that they helped me out with. And I can use that in my packs to show I'm developing trust and cooperation among the other people in my unit. But that's just one way to remind yourself. You can also start your self-assessment and save it as a document file. And every so often, go in and add stuff throughout the whole year. So you don't really have to spend any time at the end of the fiscal year in September. You just already have it ready. Boom. Send it to your supervisor.
0: Those are all fantastic ideas. And I love the idea of paying a compliment to another employee because now you're also creating a sense of camaraderie. And exactly. I, you know, re- mm-hmm. reciprocity, I've always said, is is, is, a, is a very natural instinct and employees yeah. would start f- feeling the need to do that towards their employees. Well, to their to their co-workers as well. And um, it, it'd be a wonderful thing to see. Now, we all know that. Three is a is successful, but mm-hmm. five, that's the gold standard. That's what we all want, because it shows exemplary work. And if you get at least two of them, you qualify for some sort of a monetary award. So what should an employee do if they really had their heart set on getting a couple of fives?
1: Yes. So so talking about the, the example I gave of emailing, uh, praising coworkers, I mean, one of the things in the interpersonal skills, uh, well, several things in the interpersonal skills that a level five rating is, is really to do that camaraderie, to encourage, you know, Tr- trust and cooperation among the unit members and in, in the office and the co-workers so a way to get level fives is to perform in a way that you are meeting those level five examples that they give you at the beginning of the packs year and and those are just some examples but if you follow through and consistently perform outstandingly we should be getting those uh five ratings and what you- i i'm sorry go I- ahead no let's go ahead
0: recommend that being a part of your dialogue with your supervisor because my, my concern would be that not every supervisor has the same concept of what constitutes a five in a, yes. a element
1: yes when I write my self-assessment I look specifically at the language that's in those fives. And mm-hmm. tailor my examples to that language so that it is objective. It is a way that if the supervisor doesn't really agree with me, I can go back and point out to them, well, actually, this matches this. And I did do it.
0: That's great. Now, as we're all reps on this phone, on this podcast, I'm sorry, um, we all get that phone call or that email or pop up saying... Uh, hey, hey! what can I do? Uh, I don't agree with my PACs. I didn't sign it. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. You know, what should I do next?
1: Right, so what right.
0: Do?
1: Well, um, PACs, like I mentioned before, it's supposed to be a back and forth dialogue between you and your supervisor. So if you disagree with something in your PACs, you should first talk to your supervisor. You should try to show them where they missed those points, maybe in your self-assessment or explain why you disagree with any negative comments that they might have written. And if they then refuse to change it to your satisfaction, you always have the right to file a grievance or a possible EEO complaint, whichever may apply.
0: Absolutely. You know, a common thing that you would see in PACs, you know, you you tend to see regular language that it's somewhat ambiguous. Like, for example, a supervisor may say, we encourage you to be more proactive. And a lot of employees, they they don't like the word encourage because it infers that they're not doing something already. When if you take it literally, it doesn't necessarily say that. Is there any specific way that we can really attack something like that?
1: So that's a good question. I, I feel that there's a lot of employees that read criticism into sometimes the language in their PACS reviews. And I feel the same way. If you take it literally, it may not be criticism per se, but just a statement or what management would like to see for you to be for them to be able to justify a five rating, maybe in one category. So I do encourage the employees to discuss that back and forth. What are you really saying here? Are you saying that you don't feel I'm meeting that statement of whatever encouragement or, or whatever you're trying to tell me in this statement? Or are you saying, you think I'm right on the edge of a five and you'd like to see blah, 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 whatever. I, I think that back and forth dialogue is important, especially with ambiguous language.
0: Well, i tell you, it, everything that you say makes so much sense. and It brings a lot of clarity that I think a lot of employees, <laughs> the listeners, that they're really going to benefit from it. In fact, it sounds to me as though communication is key and it makes sense because communication often tends to be the key in any relationship, in any dynamic of relationship, even amongst ourselves as union reps. If when we fail to communicate with each other, we tend to misconstrue what somebody else is saying, what somebody else believes or is doing. And that's a bad road to go down quite honestly. So uh,
1: I, I agree. Yes, I agree. Communication is key. I think part of Part of being an outstanding employee is communicating with not only your supervisors, but your coworkers. Learn from them. Learn from their PACs. Learn from from each other in any way that we can. And, and communicate ways that you would like to see help and, and and vice versa.
0: And I feel pretty confident my wife would agree with you as well. Edwin, communicate, communicate. communicate. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, so you've been wonderful. And you've really opened up our eyes in a way that I think a lot of us really never thought about PACs um is there a question that probably i should have asked you which i have not asked you you know i
1: think we've talked about it all i really didn't think of anything that we haven't covered i think you did a great job of asking the important elements of PAC.
0: well we didn't do nearly as good of a job as you did answering it and i have to thank you on behalf of local 3369 on behalf of council 220 jennifer you were fantastic you were generous with your time you were informative and um I just want to say thank you. And for those of you listening, I hope you enjoyed the podcast and you get something out of it. And we look forward to doing another podcast with for you guys very soon. And thank you and goodbye, everyone.